All right, everybody. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the grand finale of Bachelor Massacre Season 2. We have come to the end of Season 27 of The Zatchelor. Uh, It's been a pretty wild ride, uh, to say the least. I am joined by Bachelor Massacre OG co-host and co-creator Amanda, a.k.a. Mandy Says. How you doing, Mandy? Fantastic. Ready to get the show on the road. And my number one guy, Scotty Boombox. How Amen. about you, Scotty? You doing good? The grand finally, yes. <laughs> yeah, the grand finally. No shit. Couldn't put it better myself. Uh, I'm going to hit y'all with a little recap here so uh, everybody knows what the fuck's going on. And then uh, we can get to breaking this down. Y'all ready? Preach. All right. Mm-hmm. We start. With a shot of the After the Final Rose studio audience and stage, Ariel comes out to the hot seat. The amount of dramatic white outfits on this season has been staggering. She looks like a Disney princess. She should have been the bachelorette, in my opinion. She says she would have preferred to have had a private conversation with Zach about intimacy rather than him just blurting out how it was going to be at their dinner. Zach comes out to talk to Ariel. She has the ultimate Mona Lisa smile. She calls Zach out for being left in the dark about what happened with Gabby and the audience cheers. Zach furrows his brow and apologizes. Ariel brings up the good point that by taking sex off the table, it actually brought sex to the forefront and made it all about that. Amen. Jesse asks Zach if he regrets those parameters after Zach spends five minutes saying he regrets the parameters. Jesse then asks Ariel if she felt like Zach owed her the information about Gabby after Ariel spends five minutes saying he owed her the information about Gabby. Ariel says he took away her agency by making a decision for the both of them, reinforcing exactly what I said last episode. We cut back to Thailand. Zach elaborates about his regrets via voiceover as we watch yet another painful shower scene. Zach has gone into damage control mode, but at least he gets to hug his family. Gabby is first in line. Zach describes her to his family as super confident, and I wonder which Gabby he is describing. We cut to Gabby, and she says that her special night with Zach was ruined by him, referring to it at the rose ceremony with the words regret, disappointment, and failure. Gabby lets us know that she needs to have a talk with Zach, and that if it doesn't go well, she will not be meeting his family. They look cute together in matching colors as Gabby pulls him aside for a chat, and Zach's face looks like he's been rubbing bacon on it. Zach tries to generalize his decisions whilst Gabby takes it all on herself, saying she feels like an accessory to a crime. Zach seems truly flabbergasted and stumbles with his words, but essentially says it was an act of love. And while not actually saying he is in love, basically, it gives Gabby the validation she needed in that moment. Gabby's smile looks like a million bucks as she enters their suite, and Zach's dad pulls her immediately. And while at first he kind of gives me Bruce Willis vibes, I realize that he looks very much like Gabby's dad if he shaved his head with a razor. What starts as lighthearted conversation about long-term relationships quickly pivots to Zach's dad revealing that Zach was born so sick the coroner was ready to get his report out of the way so he could make it to happy hour. Listening to Gabby talk about what she's willing to go through with Zach saddens me since I have no doubt he is going to pick Katie. Gabby has a great time with Zach's family and she tells Zach that she loves him and the producers high-five off camera because everything is going according to plan. As we check in with Katie, we find she is in her head. Surprise, surprise. Katie's baggage of the men in her life leaving is at the forefront of her concerns. 
Katie and Zach's mom throw down first, and Katie cries when the question of her competition comes up, and it feels like a moment that brings her and Zach's mother closer. She sheds tears with her sisters as well. Zach's dad makes sure to ram home the looking for a best friend trope that has been a theme this whole season, and Katie cries again. Katie acknowledges her longing for a family dynamic, and it's in this moment I fully realize a major difference between Gabby and Katie. While Gabby's insecurities tend to drive a wedge between her and Zach, Katie's tend to drive her toward him. It's time for the last day with each of the contestants. Zach makes sure to remind us that this will be the most difficult decision he's ever had to make, and as an unmarried 43-year-old, I can't help but agree. Katie describes Gabby as an unreal girl as they have real talk, and the two of them acknowledge that the hardships they've been through together have brought them closer. Katie proceeds to say all the right things, and Zach makes the opposite of his ick face. They chat some more, and then Zach excuses himself, thus ending an incredibly boring final date, at least for me, the viewer, with absolutely nothing on the line. Gabby and Zach meet up in a prehistoric forest, and she looks super cute. Zach says Gabby gives him butterflies, which he also said about Katie. Gabby calls Zach a gem, but when he tells her that he is torn and still figuring it out, Gabby says that if he knew how he really felt about her, then he would be able to articulate that, and thus her spiral begins. This is also when I realize I'm supposed to be recording a podcast in three hours, and I'm never going to be able to get through this episode, so I begin to spiral as well. Zach has a therapy session with Gabby where he moans and groans about his predicament, and it's totally normal to understand that he's in a bit of a tough spot. Gabby is looking for reassurance, but she must not remember that this is television, and it needs to be good to the last drop, and any indication of confirming that you might be the frontrunner is going to spoil that. Gabby also realizes here that no matter what Zach's decision is, he gets to leave with a full heart, whereas either Katie or herself will be leaving heartbroken. And I know that's obvious, but I can't recall a finale where a contestant stated that so clearly. We cut to the final rows where Jesse brings out supervillain of this season, Sean Lowe. I wonder what sort of deal Sean Lowe struck with Mike Fleiss in order for him to have so many cameos. Jesse calls him out on his bad advice and basically says, I told you so, to America in regards to warning Zach that he would be tempted. Jesse says the finale is about to be sad and I believe him. Gabby shows up first and has no idea that she would be better off being second fiddle for this one. I brace myself for impact. They drop her off in a muddy spot and she warns the driver not to do the same thing to Katie and the whole crowd goes, aww. She meets Jesse at the gateway and basically tells him that she already knows the outcome. Jesse can't do much but wish her luck. It doesn't take long for Zach's monologue to go the way Gabby was afraid it would and as Zach squirms to squeeze out his prepared breakup speech, Gabby urges him to stop. As they walk off on a trail of tear-soaked towels, my heart breaks for Gabby. In the van, Gabby says she's unlovable and cries her mascara off her face. We cut to Gabby in the hot seat looking like a very sexy linebacker in a plunging dress with massive shoulder pads that looks like the stars in the roof of Riff Raff's car. Gabby, say <laughs> Gabby says it's even harder to watch back than it was to live it. They talk about the fantasy suites and Gabby refers to her business being out there as violating. Zach comes out and Gabby says she is still hurting. She also drops a big bombshell that Zach promised her their intimacy would be just between the two of them. And also that she didn't realize he had told everyone until she watched it back. We cut to Zach and Katie's final monologues and I must confess I started tapping the fast forward button here because I'm honestly just ready for this shit to be over. Zach does a bait and switch on telling her he loves her and he probably holds it even longer than the producers told him to. Zach proposes, Katie says yes, and they ride off in a boat into the middle of the ocean. Cut to after the final rose, and Katie is dressed like a sexy version of the back of a playing card. 
They blab about the good times and the bad times on the show, and everything seems to be fine for them. The two have plans to move in together this summer. Nate Mitchell from Gabby and Rachel season has a cameo for absolutely no reason, and Jesse hilariously clowns his penchant for pearl necklaces. The show ends with a preview of Charity's season that I don't watch, and thus ends season 27 of The Bachelor. Scott, Mandy, mm. it's it's over now. On a scale of 1 to 10, uh, with you going first, Mandy, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give Zach uh, as Bachelor overall? 1 being the worst, right? Yeah, I guess I didn't specify that. 1's the worst, 10's the best. <laughs> okay, he's like a 3. She's a little cunty. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I was gonna hit that no matter what you said, but I didn't think you were gonna get. I didn't think you were gonna hit him as low as uh, as three. So, so why does that get a three? Bro, I think a three is generous. He, because he's the most bachelor bachelor that there is. He's trying to be the perfect bachelor, and he's not at all being himself. And it's really annoying to watch. Like, you want to watch people fall in love authentically on this show. You don't want to watch people act and pretend to be like something that they think they're supposed to be. Well said. Yeah, do you feel like Zach was uh, was basically just kind of, I mean, essentially just telling everybody what they wanted to hear all season, including the, uh, the Bachelor Nation audience? Yeah, and he was a bad actor on top of it, so... Damn. That's why he gets a three. All right. Okay. A three from Mandy. Scotty, uh, how are you rating this here, this here Bachelor? Well, valid points there. I can't argue with any of that. Uh, those were actually some of the same reasons why I rated him a little higher. Uh, <laughs> I was actually going to go with about a six, but now I've been talked down to a five because I had to go second like Gabby. Uh, <laughs> so I'm thinking that it's kind of like I, I was going to give him like a six because um, – you know, to be honest, like for all of his faults, that's what kind of made some of it so watchable and like and like um, in like the manner that you slow down for a car crash or you feel better about yourself by watching someone else who you think is below you. Uh, so, you know, and there's a lot of hilarious mistakes and um, it gave you someone to kind of root against. But, uh, you know, he's a gaslighter. Uh, I feel bad Big about time. the multitude of ways that I insulted him on the last episode that I recorded <laughs> with you. I really just—I was very upset with him and went out on pretty hard. But, uh, but maybe that's what part of this is about. I, you know, I, I don't know. Well said, both of you. So, uh, what about you? You know, what's your rating? Well, yeah. you know, going going into this, uh, I didn't really give it that much thought until I asked y'all the question. But I did think <laughs> about it for for a few minutes. And believe it or not, I was going to give him a seven. And I think the reason why I was going to give him seven, which I'm not going to give him now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a six. It's group um, yeah. And it's fun. It's <laughs> because both of y'all had it. brought me down. But the reason why I was going to give him a seven, I think, was to pad the fact that Zach has gotten... Uh, people ever since Clayton season, people or really since Peter Weber season, and probably really since Juan Pablo season, people love to throw out the term "worst bachelor ever." And uh, you know, I saw some action on Twitter where people were like, "All right, well, Clayton, you can relax now because you know you're no longer the worst bachelor ever." And I don't think that Zach was the worst bachelor ever. And that's why I wanted to sort of pad him when he's, he's really probably just a five. I kind of wanted to give him a little extra padding to help uh, establish that distance between him and Clayton. Because the thing about Zach is that Zach is very boring. 
Zach is not nice with words. He sees a lot of things that are not really very good bachelor qualities um, to have. But, you know, he tried. You know, you could say that about Clayton, and you could probably say that about Peter Weber, maybe, but not in the same way. Definitely not. No, probably not at all with Peter, really. But I just think Zach... You know, for all the mistakes he made, I think in his mind he was always trying to do the do the right thing. And, you know, again, for as how old as as old as he looks, you know, the guy's only twenty-six years old. I know who I was when I was twenty-six, and I was a fucking dick. And I think I'm a pretty nice guy now for the most part. Uh so I just I chalk a lot of that up to immaturity and I think he tried and uh I just can't really tear him down, but I've talked a lot of shit about him this this season as well. So, and and most of it probably uh, warranted. Let, let me ask you guys this: so the format of the show, right? I've I've sort of drifted in and out of uh, Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons. The format of the finale tonight was really problematic for me. I mean, in a number of ways. I mean, obviously, when you're doing any show live, there's a lot of hiccups. But I want to ask you guys: like, when you consume the bachelor like in what format do you do it in like oh i watched it live i watched it live i missed the first 20 minutes so i rewatched the first part uh so like basically like i missed ariel's part but um i watched it live so i was on twitter trying to find out what happened, what happened? with the yeah. audio because i was like it, what happened with the audio exactly yeah. so yeah. i was curious if they fixed it in Hulu because what happened with with um, with like Gabby's date, right? When they're on the beach and they're riding horses live, there's no audio for like six minutes. Oh wow! And they fixed that on Hulu. I'm sure I they did. They must I figured have. Yeah, because yeah, I, I always did. watch it on Hulu. So on top of the weird like picture-in-picture picture cameos of just women in the crowd like reacting live which I don't remember that now, that's, I mean, that's part of that's pretty standard they they is do that, that standard so like on top of that and on top of you know all the extra Jesse who's live who kind of killed it live in some you know senses but like we had that weird part in the middle where there's no audio they cut to commercial then they come back like kind of halfway through the section that you miss so there's a whole like thing where he's just talking with his hands where he just looks like he's talking about like boobs and you don't really know what they're talking about and i'm just like what is going on like why does why does this have to be live you know it was such a strange like it just the they whole always, format of the night was strange Ma mandy after the final rose is always live right yeah it's always live yeah since you I've, always since hear I've been them talk about least, how yeah. oh we could finally be out in public right. kind of thing was it typically a two-parter though, where like there's the recorded part and then after the final rose is like the final hour? I think it was. You know, like this was a weird hodgepodge of the two, I guess is where I'm going. Like it was live from the jump and they'd cut to sec, you know, segments, then they'd be live in studio. Then they'd cut to sections that were pre-recorded in Thailand. It's just the whole thing was just like a jumbled mess. And then you had six minutes of like completely dead air, like 
come on, ABC. Like, what, what, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. One of the recaps that I read mentioned the, the dead air and I, uh, I did not notice that. I, I'll admit that, uh, I watched this over the course of the day. It took me like all day to get through this because it was just such a slog. Um, so yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, for all I know, there was no audio and I just didn't notice it, but it was a little bit jarring. The, the most jarring point for me was when, um, was when um, they finished, you know, with Gabby in the car after Zach lets her go at the end, and then it just like cross wipes to Gabby on the couch with Jesse, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, did I did I miss like Gabby coming out? Like, exactly. When did when did that happen? Yeah, yeah, they tortured her with that shit. Made her sit on the couch in front of that entire audience, in front of Jesse, and watch herself get broken up with. So, uh, Mandy, I want to ask you something. So, um, in regards to, to, you know, Gabby just pretty much going out onto the beach and pretty much the whole time knowing that she's not going to get picked, she, she says the line, if it were me, I would know it was me. I wanted to ask you, do you agree with that? Do you feel like if you were in the same position that, you know, you, you would be able to tell? Yeah, Totally. Totally. And and historically, right, there's the bachelor, whoever the bachelor picks, they always say everybody in the house knows who it is. Right. And I think a lot of like the girls kind of knew that it was going to be Katie. And I think Gabby knew it was going to be Katie, but I guess she was holding on to like hope for whatever reason, because she actually really liked him, loved him, whatever that could be. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I feel for her, man. So she also, um, says that she should have trusted her gut and says, um, you know, she says that, you know, your gut is always right. Scotty, what's your, what's your hot take on that statement? I think it's a hundred percent right. I have, my intuition has always been right. And usually when I don't trust my gut is when I get into the worst situations of my life, you know, or professionally, personally, it doesn't matter. Like if you have intuition, uh, which I think maybe Zach doesn't, <laughs> um, I think that like, you know, that like when situations are good or in your favor or vice versa, um, it's just kind of, I think, you're always up against like whether or not you're going to go with your gut or you're going to do something else because there's some extenuating, you know, external kind of factor on your life. Like, well, my gut said this, but I go against my gut because, you know, A, B or C, you know, because someone else expects something of me or I have to, you know, wish for some other outcome. But ultimately, you know, I think that my gut was always right. I feel for. Okay. Speaking of, gut so remember how our guts all told us that all the women in this season are insanely gorgeous this is probably like the hottest season ever mm, definitely okay i noticed this and i have to go back and like play past episodes but the last two episodes there's always a descriptor an adjective used to describe the season that the host used when he describes the season he's used the word stunning for the last two episodes and then I think he's actually used them for more. I just happened to catch on. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. See, I was like, I think they know that they picked like hot girls. They have to know. Women. I mean, they've been, they've, yeah, yeah. They have to know. And, uh, you know, as a viewer, hopefully that's a trend that will continue. That's right. <laughs> 
So speaking of stunners, uh, Jaywes, you finally got some more, uh, what I would call one-on-one time with Ariel, not Ariel, but Ariel. Yes. When she had her couch time, you know, did this, like, what did, you know, did she go up or down in your book? Like, you know, what did you think of Ariel's, you know, as she's able to kind of come to the table, having seen the episodes, educated, what did you think of her performance after the final rose? I thought she did a pretty great job overall, but I will say it was one of those moments that sort of like, you know, Mandy and I discussed when we were talking about um, the women tell all, you know, she obviously knows she's going to be spending some time in the hot seat. She knows mm-hmm. that it's going to be her time to shine that you know, all, all eyes are on her. And mm-hmm. she just, I think she just tried a little too hard in that moment. I think there were times that she was essentially repeating her, repeating herself and kind of her agency, making, her agency making the same, away? the same point. Yeah, I, I just felt like she she said that she, you know, she she definitely was not planning on uh, on sleeping with Zach. And I feel like that's also something she's kind of saying after the fact as well, because leading up to that. And again, you know, we all know the show is edited, but leading up to it, you know, she made many statements along the lines of, you know, she doesn't like to make decisions ahead of time. And she likes to, I mean, I think I specifically said that she said those exact words. So for her to say that she, you know, had already made up her mind about it and given the opportunity, she would have said that it felt like she was just doing a little, giving herself a little more redemption than she really needed. Because I think America's already obsessed with her and think she's you know cool and beautiful and strong and and all this stuff already and I, I feel like she just tried a little too hard to sort of tr- sort of ram that narrative home I suppose yeah I actually listened to a podcast where she was interviewed and I think part of that has to do with her family um, and her father worried that she was going to go on a qu- quote orgy show oh yeah right right <laughs> So her, her parents being pretty conservative, I think she kind of said that to, you know, CYA, Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't think she was scripted though, because in this show that I heard her on, she is like, probably, she sounds like a straight up, like English major fresh out of like, like university of like. Oxford or Oxford University like she speaks so eloquently I had to like Google words she was saying and like <laughs> she's smart she real smart yeah she, she she was definitely she's definitely very well spoken I think that was one of her like even more attractive qualities I think too um I think maybe scripted wasn't the right word, but she had her like talking points down. And when she went back and used, you took away my agency multiple times. I'm like, hold on a second, you know, but also I kind of give her like a, like a little bit of kind of like leeway where I feel like if you're able to watch Zach through the season and, you know, cause now they come to this final episode, right. With like full knowledge of all the episodes up to date right now they can watch it all and now she's probably like all right full clip like we're you know now i'm probably more angry about what i've seen and how i've seen him act because i i wrote down like i thought i thought she was like aggressive with him and and i thought it was fine but still you bring up a good point that she is just fresh off seeing 
things and finding out things that she didn't know about ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So obviously that would light a fire under her and uh, certainly make her want to to get all the barbs in um, that she needed to. Amanda, I have a fashion question for you. Um, a trend that I feel like I just noticed on this episode. Scotty, it's funny that you just popped your eyebrows um, in, in response to that because this, this is about eyebrows. Um, has anybody noticed Gabby? And I, by the time I, I like really noticed this, I didn't really have much time to see if anybody else did this. Also, it doesn't really seem like Katie's style. But did you notice that uh, Gabby's eyebrows have this thing where they look like they've been like faded, so they're all kind of like the same kind of length, and then they're brushed up. They're brushed and like locked down. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about that trend? And yeah, what, what what do you have to say about that? So that gentleman is called lamination. Oh shit! Okay. I've not heard of this. And it is Me neither. And I'm an eyebrow freak. It is a. It's essentially <laughs> like a. Like a perm, but like for your eyebrows. Whoa. So they apply like a relaxer to your eyebrows so that you're, mm-hmm. and then they like, they like basically like brush your eyebrows so that in, they're in a certain direction. And then the perm basically holds them in that direction so that they have that kind of like look. Mm. Yeah, that's called laminating your eyebrows. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, it really surprised me when I saw it. I was like, what is going on here? So y'all don't really know about the whole Selena Gomez and like Hailey Bieber beef. Going on right now? That has a lot to do with laminating your eyebrows. (laughs) Oh my God, yo. I'm gonna wow. have to put a. I mean, I'm gonna have to put a link to that in the show notes. I thought it was about I, Justin Bieber, but apparently it's about lamination. You know, I mean, it's obviously about Justin Bieber, but it's like but it gets you know, the, there's the levels e- to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the low-hanging fruit is the eyebrows, but mm. yeah, that's that's how I learned about it because I didn't know what it was because your girl all natural, so I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, just like trying to figure out like what does that mean i'm googling it and i watch like so many youtube videos yo is that shit popping off in florida though because that seems like something that that you would see like in miami yeah of course anything related to like facial reconstruction is popping (laughs) off (laughs) i got you um does yo does gabby i'm just was looking at gabby in the finale does it look like she lost some lbs over the course of this season because she looks a lot you don't think so She's always been flat, like skinny, like I thought she skinny. was kind of a little bit more juicy in the in the beginning, and like she was like the quote unquote, you know, she was like the the bigger one who was like unhappy with her with her body that had like low self esteem. I thought that just a little bit that she looked a little skinnier. Maybe she was stressed, you know. But I think also like all of her hair, and now including her eyebrows were like slicked down to her skull. And so it's <laughs> it gave like her a more narrow profile. She looked smaller because her, her <laughs> even her eyebrows aren't even coming off of off her body now that I've learned about this process. But even but her hair look I mean it was like I mean, I'm not knocking her. I think she's Chef's Kiss, just a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. One hundred percent. But her hair was so slicked and tight, like you couldn't even see strands. It was like a, it was like a Darth Vader helmet of just a shellacked, and now her eyebrows were shellacked. <laughs> shellacked. Too. She was shellacked. Mm. She was shellacked. Just real quick, because um, I wrote this down, and I told you I was going to ask you this question. Zach's go-to line 
I mean, uh, Scotty, you called him a gaslighter. Mandy, you basically said that, you know, he's just going to say what people want to hear. Zach loved the line, I can absolutely see a future with you. This is what he used to quell any kind of doubt. And he might have even been using that as far back uh, as hometowns, um, you know, with his final four. I mean, what do, do either of y'all have an opinion on that? Like, what do you think about a line like that? And what do you think about the fact that, you know, The Bachelor because of the nature of this show does have to kind of string somebody along at a certain point. I agree with you, right? He does have to string someone along. Someone is going to be the collateral damage, but I feel like you can give a little bit more. And he was just so committed to the bit that like, he just wasn't, at all like genuine he was like saying the same exact things like the women would pour their hearts out to him and he would literally almost like verbatim say the same exact thing in response i don't know i didn't like that at least say something different that's that means the same thing right um so i i didn't love that he's just way too committed to the bit i think yeah i think it was like a tool it was like a tool in his arsenal like okay when they say the l word to me i'll say yeah i'll say i you know i think i could see my you know my future with you or you know whatever it was there was also one point where like in katie's one-on-one like final like one-on-one date with him where katie like reiterates you know saying the l word and he and i you know he literally replies okay and then kisses her. And I'm like, you just said, okay. Like he's just, he doesn't have it. Like he has been given these tools. Here's some of the scripted things that you could say, but he doesn't, I don't know. He's kind of a dodo, you know, listening to what you said, Scotty, and thinking about what you said, Mandy, I'm, I'm really going to have to co-sign with you, Mandy, about him being too committed to the bit because one negative against Zach, right, is is that, as we've learned, he's easily influenced, right? He doesn't really have, speaking of agency, he doesn't really have a very uh, powerful agency in his own right. And, you know, one rule is that you have to be careful about the way you tell someone you love them. And you're technically not supposed to say, I love you to more than one contestant, right? Because that muddies the waters. But I think that Zach went into this so, you know, like he prepared by watching previous seasons and he he just didn't want to be this and he didn't want to be that. And it gave him, it just made him very inauthentic because he really is just trying to kind of do these things that he's supposed to, as, as like, like Mandy said, you know, he, he's committed to the bit. And I think he spent a lot of time not being honest with himself and not being honest with these women and not communicating in a way that came from a heart, but communicating in a way that he thought he should, you know, he's always trying every time he's doing something, he's always trying to prevent some something at the same time, which is splitting his, you know, his priorities 50 50 because half of what he's saying is him just trying to say what he thinks, you know, he's supposed to. And I, and I do think too, like what we saw in this episode and maybe in like the last one where, where he kind of has to face the consequences of how he's acting, you know, with these women, he reverts to like, he cries to them. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to be, you know, this, and then it softens them up and they get drawn back in where it's like, he kind of like, um, like 
when he's on his date with Gabby on the beach and he overshares again, like he does, uh, and says like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Who knows? You know, flip a coin. <laughs> and then she's like, dude, what the hell? And then his go-to is that he start, he, he literally cries to Gabby. It softens her up. And then she's like, oh, I know he's just trying his best. And this is a hard situation. He did it to like kind of both of them. That's what I refer to as the, his therapy session with Gabby yes, during the, uh, yes, during the recap. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, um, and that's how he kind of like reels them back in after he, I don't know, like, hurts them he like literally hurts them and then he cries that he's just doing his best while hurting them and they're like oh zach you know and then they're back in yeah because he doesn't want them to leave he doesn't want Mm -hmm. them to leave by their own volition so he does what he can to reel them back in Mm -hmm. but did you notice also talk about commitment to the bit even when he was proposing to um uh to katie he like he like set it up a little bit like oh like I'm not fall I can no longer say that I'm falling in love with you pause for drama so committed and yeah the producers obviously told him to do that and he did it and that's why I was like yo he held that shit long like I'm like they probably said count to 5 and he counted to fucking 10 he selected the woman who thought that Zach could do no wrong You know, it's like, that's who he ultimately chose. You can go sleep with someone else, break my heart about it, say and do all these dumb things. It it, like, say like the most stupidest things at the most inopportune times. And it's like, that's okay. Just never leave me and it'll be fine. And it's like, he just like latched on to that. And, um, I don't know. I it's, it's, it's not to say that I don't think that they're actually in in love because I actually think that they are, but he found someone who's like, who thinks he's like a level above where he actually is. And he's like, you know what? That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a smart choice on his end though. Cause <laughs> really what is. else is he going to get? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if, we, if we look at Zach and if we look at the outcome here and we, we don't look at any of the other factors and we just look at the, the end result. I mean, I think Zach did pretty good for himself. Yeah. In this in in the sporting world, they call this outkicking your coverage. He has outkicked his coverage. <laughs> well, look, I mean, this is something I gotta say though. We all cried with Gabby, you know, oh. and our hearts broke, uh, you know, for Ariel not not getting to be the Bachelorette more than anything. But we have to remember that this, for better or for worse, this is Zach's journey to find love. We fall in love with the other characters, but the show is called The Bachelor. Zach is the lead. We're here to follow Zach's journey. Because Zach is boring and because these women are cool, obviously we get caught up in other people's stories, but it really is all about Zach. And it sucks for Gabby, but, you know, she did make the point. Zach gets to leave, you know, ideally with his his heart full, you know, at the expense of many other people. But is, this is Zach's journey and, and Zach's alone. And, you know, and now it is Zach and Katie's for as long as uh, we think that's going to last. What are, y'all's, um, what are y'all's calls on that? What are you, um, Mandy first, how, 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 what do you think about this? You see this one lasting? Are we giving it a year, six months? Are we, we saying um, it, it's, this is it? And what do, you, what do you think? I don't know time-wise 
But I know that if it does end, it will be Katie's choice. I'll say that. Scotty? I think you're right there. I think, too, though, that this goes back to what we said a couple episodes ago. Like, I feel like um, there's some insider trading. Like, the SEC should be looking at this. You know, like, you know, he picked his roommate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're already living together in Austin. There were. It goes back to, Jay, what you said about that wink in Budapest, right? Like... I think they'll last. I think he's, he had known for a while. It's interesting to hear you guys say that all the other women in the house knew that as well, that, that they kind of know like who it is. Um, as she just held him to this, she put Zach on a pedestal and Zach's like, yep, this is my woman. And even though I can tell you that I just slept with someone the night before and you're still like, well, and just give me two hours and a couple cocktails and it's all good. Like, and then the look in his eye at that, at that rose ceremony on the previous episode was just like, dude, he is like smitten. Oh yeah. It was unreal. The witchcraft group date to me, that's where I knew that that's, that was it. Like the way they looked at each other, he was like stone face blank stare for every other woman. But then for like Katie, he was like, <laughs> like hearts in his eyes, you know, that's what I knew. Like for sure it's Katie. So Gabby brings up the point about how, um, you know, she wishes that she didn't have to, you know, on the final day, you know, do all these interviews and, and get all done up and have to wait forever. You know, she's like, I, I wish Zach would have just sent me home. And first of all, I don't think Zach could have even done that if he wanted to, because there was no way the producers were going to give him, um, that right, option, right. but you know, she said she basically said that he, he wishes he would have just sent her home after the fantasy suites um, date because you know things already felt so different for her. Do you think that? I mean, he should have he should have made a greater effort to let her know ahead of time that she wasn't the one. And do you think that he knew all along or made his decision at the last minute? I mean, I think we all agree that he knew it was Katie, but. I mean, Gabby's pretty awesome. I mean, it can't have been a super easy decision, but you know, just just to circle back to the first part of this question, do you think that he should have he should have preliminarily sent her home? I don't think so. I think somewhere he actually he wanted he there was a part of him that wanted it to be Gabby. Right? Yeah. He talked a lot about like his head and his heart competing. So I don't know which was which. Obviously, maybe Gabby's the head and Katie was the heart. Because they always say, oh, you got to follow your heart, whatever. So I think a part of him wanted Gabby to be the one. Um, and I think he was just kind of waiting until the last minute until he actually had to like truly make a decision. But even though in, like deep in his heart, he knew it was Katie. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think too that um, that he was waiting to see if Katie uh, was gonna falter on her own, right? After she had this news, who knows how she was gonna process it? If his terrible, you know, his sex week like rule book or whatever it was that he broke, and then, um, but I think that back to your point about his head. I think his head was like he. I think he really liked Gabby's family. And her like situation more, it was a more traditional mom and dad were there. Like, you know, like that fit his like, you know, catalog life, I think, you know, and I think 
that that was part of that part of that struggle was that like Katie's background again in contrast to all of the other women who made the top whatever the top five six you know was like that she was the only one that didn't have a very strong traditional family waiting at at home which you know right away early early on that that's that's a big part of of Zach's you know Zach's Zach's you know his his like credo, right? Yeah, Zach. Uh, Zach's family definitely seems like one of those families that really, really loves each other a lot. And I feel like there was, you know, the the whole best friend thing that was a theme um, of this whole season. I think uh, his dad Chap uh, really drives that home when he's talking to Gabby, and I think that that's probably where Zach sort of got that idea just because he's really trying to basically recreate his family with somebody else. Um, did you notice that when Katie gets uh, worked up, her neck gets splotchy? And when Gabby That's a does, thing. Yeah. When, yeah, when Gabby does, that. her ears get very red. When Gabby yeah. was uh, ushered into the van at the end, her ears were so red. The the just the top half of them, but they were just absolutely red. Uh, my cat, my cat Peanut, when <laughs> Um, when she's just chilling, her nose is a very pale pink, but, uh, when she but, gets worked up, for example, when I take her to the vet, her nose gets very, gets very red, almost a, a, a dark, a dark pink. It's the Zach effect. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I, you know, I've seen probably 60% of, you know, I say just over half of, of these bachelor seasons throughout the years, and Bachelorette and a lot of BIP. I'm a big BIP guy myself, but I can't remember a time where the heartbreak was so palpable and like even worse than I guess I had ever remembered because of the the like airing your privacy, the shame piece of it, the scarlet letter. And then we're just expected to transition like one commercial break, you know, checks mix and a laundry detergent commercial. And then it's like, oh, it's all good. Here we go. And even seeing like Jesse Palmer transition, like I don't know if in the history of, you know, of, of this series that I've ever seen such a brutal, brutal second place that 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 you're supposed to kind of then be shoehorned into this amazing love story afterwards. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't shift that fast. What do you guys think? The hardest part was the hope that she was holding on to. And you could see that hope just kind of like fall away when he said, but. And um, that was just like so painful to watch because she was like in her mind going into it like, yeah, he's going to break up with me. Kind of like those like expect the or what did they say that like like hope for the best but expect the worst kind of situations so i think that's kind of what she the mentality she had going into it and you know he you know laid the bud on her and then you just saw her whole world fall apart laid the the but he laid the but on her yeah, the beat. <laughs> he laid the butt. But. It, was the, it was a powerful butt, though. We knew the butt. Yeah. Was, as soon as he dropped the butt, her face just Once he just dropped fell. the butt, it was like, I would have never uh... dropped that butt, Gabby. <laughs> yeah, I, we know, we know Scotty, wouldn't, Scotty wouldn't have done you. The have single like or that. the double. Mandy, is this the saddest? Is this the saddest one? Oh, yeah. I've never cried that much. Like, I actually oh. cried. Like, 
big time. Big yeah. time. I never cried that much it was for uh, like a breakup in Bachelor history ever. It was that shame factor almost, yeah. right? Where you're like, I-, I had never seen anything like it. And I watch a lot of terrible like dating TV stuff while I'm folding laundry. Hello, you know, but like <laughs> this one was like, you like told everyone that this girl slept with you and that like she was the reason why you're having like mental issues with the whole process now because it was just like bizarre. It was just, it was, it was really awful, like really like awful. And then it's like, well, all right. And when she, and when she says that he straight up promised her that he was going to keep it to himself and then oh, it was proceeds even wor- to exactly. literally the next day, exactly. the next morning, basically Not just true. go, go against that. That is the betrayal of some very serious trust right there. So he definitely fucked up and, um, that does make him a pretty terrible bachelor um, for that one. That's why I think Katie's going to be the one to break up with him because he, mm-hmm. this whole season, it's red flag, red flag, red flag. Like, I would never want to date a guy that did things like this. Yeah, wait till he messes up the groceries, you know, like over and over again. Also, like, I, I mean, actually having talked this out, like, I need to rescind my earlier six. I'm going to go down to a four. Yeah, and I'm, I'll, you know, I'll take my, about, my six down forget, to a five I to mean, a that, four. That shame game is just so overpowering over all of the other stuff. Like, you know, just like, how do you think that that's okay? And then to hear how much worse it was for her on the back end, like after the shooting, it was just like, dude, terrible. This terrible. Yeah. All right. I got two more questions for y'all. Did either of you watch the Kardashians preview and was it lit? Because I (laughs) I didn't watch it. Yes and no. Okay. I've never even seen an episode of that show. I've literally never even seen five minutes of it, so I don't know anything about it. I'm already underwhelmed, and I'm an actual, well, was a Kardashian fan. Not really so much anymore. Okay. All right. Scotty, did you see it? I did not see it. I will I will not see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, fair. Uh, I think my wife is an amazing woman in a number of ways, but none of which is the fact that she has been a long Kardashian watcher. I can't. Uh, well, hey, if it wasn't for your wife, you wouldn't be here on this show. So we have her to thank for that. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? Is that, that fair? You wouldn't be watching this shit. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> yeah. Um, so in closing, I want to address the um, latest Bachelor gossip going around, which I think really does not have a leg to stand on whatsoever. And I think everyone who's talking about it is just excited to say it because it's so out of left field but scotty did you watch the video that i sent you no i did not i was in uh was on vacation with my children and what i've learned is that you can't have your kids around the bachelor anymore yeah the tweet you sent had like two red uh well they were just they were just because it said spoiler 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 it wasn't because it said filthy 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 i I took those to heart no i did but anyways Uh, what well mandy do you know do you know the one do you know where i'm going with this have you seen have you seen a, a piece of, of juicy goss that makes absolutely no sense, but has to I do have with... not. What are you talking about? So um, a rumor that's been started by uh, uh, a woman at Barstool Sports because she says that somebody told her this and she went live with it on Twitter and some people have been talking about it ever since. But the rumor, which I don't think is true, is that Zach and Katie broke up and Zach is now with Jess. The glitter <gasps> Jess? Yes. Young Jess? Yeah. Wow. That's that's the rumor. Hmm. Wow. And I don't think it's true, but it's fun. It's fun to imagine. 
That's a podcast stopper. That just stumped the both of us. It just blew <laughs> yeah. our minds. Well, I wish y'all could have seen Mandy's face when I said that because she's a big Jess fan. So that really threw her uh, threw her for a loop for a second. I wish y'all I could mean, have seen. I mean, I love Jess. So, uh, so man. That, that would mean that you would not want her to be with Zach. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't want her to be with Zach. If you really love her, you would not want her to be with Zach. I'm already trying to pair my favorite one, my favorite contestants in this season up from like, like who they're going to see in VIP. And like, I don't even think anyone good is left in VIP. Like all the good ones are taken. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that one on the spot. I'm gonna. I would have to sit down with uh with uh, some graph paper and some uh, some lead pencils. (laughs) Uh, the protractors. Yeah, in order to always the protractor. Scotty knows we always need a protractor. And um, finally, triggering that run on graph paper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Either. Who had a better dress, Katie or Gabby? Mm, uh, well, let's talk tough. about let's talk about that for a minute. You know, uh, Gabby. You know, Gabby for someone who I guess I sort of thought of as shy. At a certain point, she certainly likes to dress sexy. She likes to have tight things. She likes to have the cheeks out when applicable. I think Gabby's definitely more confident, at least in her physical appearance, than I may have originally planned. I thought her dress uh, tonight was very sexy, but it was interesting. What did you think uh, about the massive shoulder pads? Absolutely massive. She looked like she could take a tackle in that outfit. I liked it. I liked it. It's a vibe. It's a look. I like the plunging yeah. neckline, but I mean, why? Why wouldn't I? I've always been a fan of. I've always been a fan of big shoulder pads on, uh, in clothing in general. My takeaway, and I had like written this down, was like I thought she had been styled for like a funeral. Like she's in all black. She's gonna come out in this that was somber a little spark, mood. A little sparkly she's, for a funeral, wasn't it? She's and gonna cry. You can't have the girls out at a funeral like that. She had. Well, it depends on what you're trying to do with the funeral. A you sexy know? was styled for a sexy funeral. You know, I've hey, listen. There's there's different there's different funeral vibes, but between her like jet black hair, jet black eyebrows, jet black outfit, I I thought it had like funeral vibes. But um, I thought Katie walked Katie walked out and it wiped it all away. I was just like that dress was amazing. She looked great. She had the high pony. I don't know if it was extensions. It seemed like to go on forever. I mean, she might have had to bump it in. I don't know. You know, but yeah, she, she might have, she might have, she looked like she was ready to go to the casino. She looked like she was ready to, to, uh, she did look like she was ready to stand next to a high yeah. roller or be a high roller herself. I don't know. Ringside, but it, it gave yeah. me, it gave me playing card vibes for our female listeners. Gabby's dress for the last, like for the like breakup scene was giving me how to lose a guy in 10 days vibes. The yellow, uh, one, the recap. Hudson, yellow, uh, yellow dress. I like that. Let me pitch this to you guys. Just one final question with no prep involved. Like, what were your season lessons here? Like, what was your takeaways here? Like, because um, this one was, a was I think, a, a tough watch in a number of ways, but highly entertaining in some ways that maybe we, ha- like, I hadn't experienced otherwise. But J-Waves, I'm going to throw this to you first. Like, what were your, some of your, like, season takeaways? Like, after we get through, you know, three hours, which two hours of which was literally commercials, but a three hour marathon, like you're at the end of the path, you know, what was your final thoughts on this whole season? You know, my biggest lesson is, is one that I learned um, from you, at least was articulated by you in perhaps the last episode. 
was the uh, just the honesty versus privacy thing, and that it you know it pays to be honest, but you also have to respect somebody's privacy, and just the conversations that we had around the fact that honesty, while important shouldn't just be seen as the end all be all of relationship behavior and just just you know thinking about the damage that certain things cause and just just weighing the pros and cons of every decision and mm-hmm. not just saying hey I'm going to be honest hey I'm going to do this you know Zach rushed into a lot of things without really thinking about them critically and I think it's also good to, you know, some take some time to to think and and maybe talk to more than one. If you do need advice, maybe get a few more opinions before, uh, you know, <laughs> before John just, just going with the, the first one you hear. And and one thing, this is kind of random, maybe, but perhaps not to uh, to true fans uh, and members of Bachelor Nation. And I, I think Mandy will uh, appreciate this as well. This was probably the worst uh, a first impression rose contestant has has done uh if if not ever in a really long time because Greer uh, got that first impression rose I mean I feel like Mandy I feel like um like I've heard you feel like you know the first impression rose almost always wins or gets to the you know at least the final two or three and Greer was basically overlooked um continuously from the moment after she got that first impression rose and that was a bit of a shock to me because that is really not usually how um how things go down yeah no it's not and it just like he just doesn't think straight i think it was probably like a producer told him oh don't forget you have to give the first impression rose and he thought to the girl (laughs) that he had the most recent conversation with that he vibed with the most and he was like okay then the girl that i remember her first hurt the first name that came to mind. But think about, and that's you know, who he, picked. he had great connection. He had a great connection with Katie on night one. He had a great mm-hmm. connection with Kat on night one. Um, he probably had some other great connections. He connected with Morden Balin right out of the limo. He well, kissed sure, her. Like, yeah, they, that's right. right. He kissed her uh, on the red carpet. Um, he had some good, he had some good connections. So I remember being a little surprised that Greer got the first impression rose in the first place. So, you know, to see yeah. her just get passed over for the rest of the season was a little surprising. I feel like Greer was v- so different than so many of the other contestants. Like she really stuck out in a number of ways, personality wise, looks, her whole vibe, the way she talked she to him. She wore the least she, makeup of any, uh, of anybody on yeah, the show. Like she was just very, she was she was more off the cuff. I feel like she was, you know, so maybe that's what it was, but you know, that's a, that's a really good point. Mandy, what about you um, for your seasons? You know, you know, what's your kind of takeaway from this season? I think this is the season where the, I've seen the women bond the most. I think the last couple seasons of the bachelorette, we've seen a lot of like bromances happen among the guys And we never really see that with the women. And I loved that this season we saw a lot of like bonding um, and a lot of the women doing, you know, just a lot of funny things together, like the like bathtub bubble bath scene with like Katie and and Gabby was like the cutest thing. Yeah. Scotty's Scotty's favorite scene. I loved it, you know. So for me, that was like that was like a really that was like the one enjoyable takeaway. And then I pose this question back to you both um, because Zach, if not for nothing, he's definitely the most decisive bachelor that has ever been. Do you guys feel like 
that is a good quality for a bachelor to have. I'll just field that real quick and say, um, I, I don't know. I mean, as far as keeping things moving, this is a TV show. We got a lot, we got a lot of fucking people to wade through. So, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. I know with me, I 100% would have not been so hasty in some of those decisions. I mean, he, there were too many times where you could just see his switch get flipped and that was it. And I think I would have had much more curiosity. And for somebody who was really trying to, you know, trust in the process and go through the experience, he made some pretty snap judgment type calls. So I, I myself would have handled things very differently. Yeah, that's a really good point because I think too, he, he, he had a number of rose ceremonies where he only had to give out one rose because he already sent people home before the ceremony. <laughs> like yeah. it was so snap. It was like, all right. And this is the, this is the one question. Like it was, I mean, he keeps, he keeps saying that this is the, you know, the most difficult decision that he's ever had to make, you know, essentially because it's the most important decision that he's ever had to make. So why he would, you know, not be a little bit more open with, cause like, for example, Ariel was a sleeper. You know, she she was the the horse that yeah. you know shot fourth in the last lap or whatever, and um, you know who know who knows. I mean, I do think that looking. I mean, come on, there could he have had a better top three than what he had though? In no. my opinion, no. So hey, fuck it. I mean, he got he ended up in the right in the right place regardless of how he, how he got there. I don't know. I think if he would have overcome his misunderstanding with Jess. Man, you are, you are you're, you're too uh, you're too team Jess, yo. I'm team you Jess. Are, you are too Jess team apologist. Jess. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Have you ever seen? He was so sad. You could tell he was really sad uh, when it when she left. Like, no, he, he, and he didn't he didn't expect to be so sad. Okay, well, who would you have bumped? Who would you have bumped for Jess in the top three? Who would you have bumped for Jess? Cause I ain't Honestly, bumping my Gabby. top three. The top three will suck. You would have bumped Gabby. <laughs> Scott, just, ladies and gentlemen, Scott just fell oh off his God. chair. Scott Not because just, no shade to Gabby. No shade to Gabby. I just that didn't think. That is shade that... to Gabby. How dare no. you? How dare it's you? It's not shade to Gabby. I just didn't think she had the, I didn't think they had a strong connection. I felt like his connection with Jess. Man, it's too late. It's too stronger. late in the podcast, man. It's too late in the podcast for this shit. I'm about <laughs> no, to, I love it. You're, about, you're just, you're just sad that. I mean, he, he, you know, he was that sad when he sent Jess home. Like you are upset, you know, like when you hurt a child. I mean, that's really what it was. When you like, you know, when you make a young girl cry, he had instant remorse. I mean, yeah. there's no way. I'd like to see her birth certificate. That girl ain't 23. You know, God bless her and those young genes, but that woman is 17. Scotty, what what was your uh, what was your biggest takeaway from season 27 of The Zatchelor? Uh, that's a great question. I wasn't having to answer this myself. I would say I need to get Sean Lowe's agent. I mean, I don't know how this man had so many... Uh, you know, takeaways. He had so many. Yeah. What did uh, he do? What did he, how did what he does get, he know? He had a segment every week almost. I'm what like, does he get? What app does he have coming out? Something, yeah. something's going on. I think all jokes aside, my honest, my biggest takeaway was I couldn't believe how cruel this show was in a number of ways. Uh, whether you're, well, that says a lot about Zach, maybe doesn't it? But it's also the producers. Like they, well, it's always, they did, it's always the producers. Like, it's always the what producers. they did to uh, Greer. You know, Greer having to like get COVID 
and then fly over here. She didn't even get a, a drink or she didn't even get a cocktail hour. She didn't get in on the group date. They just flew her in. She got to walk down one street in a turtleneck and a trench coat to get dumped. Um, she had to, you know, she had to like, she had to punch her, punch her like passport for that alone. Um, but the Gabby thing was one of the worst, cruelest things I've ever seen. I just can't, I'll never forget that moment of TV. Like that was like a lot. And, and, uh, I don't know. It's just cause I have a daughter, but like, bro, I'd be stalking him down like a madman. I would I, kill that man. If he did that I to my was, daughter. I was actually honestly a little bit surprised at how upset she still seemed to be. I don't know exactly how much time has passed and obviously she had every right to be, but I just wasn't expecting her to be um, as emotionally moved still uh, in that moment and to, to, to just still continue yeah. to feel that bad. Cause she's, she's such a lovely, such a lovely person. I'm sure she's mm -hmm. been getting lots of probably some scandalous DMs, but also just, I mean, Jesse said it, you know, like everybody is just tweeting, you know, it, it's everybody wants justice for Gabby, obviously everybody except Mandy who wants justice for Jess, but um, <laughs> I think, I think, I, th I, I think good things are headed her, her way. I just, I just left this last episode thinking like I had just larger doubts about the series and I was just like, uh, how am I supporting this? Like, I was just really shook about how, how we're like just tuning in. It had a kind of a hunger games vibe, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where it was like, you know, like, okay, well, no matter what, we're going to trot you out. This is on your contract. You know, you've been shamed. Uh, you have like literal sexual shame here, but come on out. Give her a round of applause, everybody. It was yeah. like, it was kind of Hunger Games-esque and it was just bizarre. At, at one point, Jesse was like, what was the most painful thing about this really painful thing that happened to you? Like Jesse was like, just, just tell me what, what really hurt the absolute most. Yeah. I know you don't want to say it, but say it. <laughs> so we can talk about that. Uh, Mandy, you're an OG Bachelor Massacre superstar. This was uh, the second season of the show that we created. So I'm going to let you have the last word. Uh, any closing thoughts on this season of Bachelor Massacre and this season of The Zatchelor? It's been so fun just recapping it, you know, with you. I'm so glad the three of us got on the mic. I've listened to every episode. So it's been awesome. And uh, hope we get to do it again. All I can say is I hope bachelor nation and the bachelor franchise leans a little bit more into the camp and doesn't take itself so seriously next season amen was hard <laughs> that I was hard reference never gets old <laughs>